Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Hey, glory hole, guys. Been listening here forever. Skeptic 1970 over here. Hey, I'm in West Michigan. I heard the latest podcast where you talked about value, the pedophile. And um, there's more of it and less of it than what you know about. The fact they didn't fire him wasn't a big deal because they certainly did after uh, it looks like the allegations were true. And the allegations got much, much worse. I uh, recommend going on the web, checking it out. But sex with an 11-year-old boy that he paid for through a pimp. And he confessed to having a storage locker where he had his quote-unquote bondage kit that included handcuffs and uh, ropes. And he also had a file full of obituaries for children. So this guy's a major fuck-up. Um, and they did let him go, but, you know, hey, I think it's going to get deeper and worse the longer you watch this one. Glory hole. Love you guys. Hey, Cecil and Colin. So I had a realization the other day while I was eating lunch, and I realized that the, the whole YOLO thing is a liberal atheist conspiracy. Because you see, when you say YOLO, you know you only live once, which is entirely an atheistic belief and not a religious one. There's no like religion out there that says you only live once. And by propagating this meme, this YOLO thing, we are slowly winning over some more liberals than atheists. So I think this is something that, that we should be telling people, especially in the right wing, because I would love to see Pat Robertson freak the fuck out over this. All right, guys. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 162 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we have... No guests. That's right. There's no Jake. There's no Rob Blaskowitz. It's just us. And I know at least I am disappointed. <laughs> so it's everybody else. They're like, <laughs> I know. Jesus, man. That's, do you hear that, Cecil? That's the sound of a thousand iPhones turning yeah. off right now. That's <laughs> a thousand. A thousand. Jesus, yeah, man. <laughs> My mom has like 500. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's. That makes sense then. So, yeah. I mean, I guess we have nothing to introduce. So we're just going to launch right into the very first story, which comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Minnesota Archbishop who denounces homosexuality now being investigated for having sex with priests. Huh. Hmm. Who'd have thunk huh. it, huh? Archbishop John Nienstved has spent years. <laughs> I think I hit that yeah, one. That's good. I like yeah. that. He yeah. needs to buy a vol there at the end, I think. Right. It's just, yeah. anytime it's just Stead me and Stead. Yeah, there's like, there's a vestigial T at the end. It hasn't evolved because he didn't believe in it. 
<laughs> no, that's not fair. He's Catholic. He believes in it. But what he didn't believe in was homosexuality. He railed against it, and that's not the only thing he was railing yeah, against, oh yeah. as it turns he out. Ra- he railed against it, Tom. He really did. He spent years arguing against uh, LGBT rights. Um, in 2007, he wrote that those who actively encourage or promote homosexual acts uh, formerly cooperate in a grave evil, and if they do so knowingly and willingly, they are guilty of mortal sin. Um, nobody cares because sin isn't real, but still... Uh, he decided to get all fucking bent out of shape about it. Uh, turns out he wasn't so bent out of shape to uh, stay nice and straight for some of the priests that he was interested in. <laughs> Maybe he was bent. You don't <laughs> yeah, know. Could, you don't he know. He could have gonzo dick. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> is a mortal sin when, like, you reach out and pull their spine out of their body? Like, is that one? Yeah, you like, you throw a harpoon into their chest. Yeah. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> He's throwing a harpoon in someone, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) Let me just look at the outfit this guy is in. Tell me a straight guy is that color coordinated. You know what I mean? Not happening. Not happening. You know, if I were if I were in if if I were a priest, I'd be one of the guys like in the big brown smock. Fucking A, those fucking brothers have it good. They don't have to wear shit on right. They're it's, like judges. Just, they just fucking let that fucking air flow in, baby. Yeah, and it's plus it's, there's like there's like not only is there no effort, you don't have to ever give any thought to it. It's like, what are you wearing? Big wool moo moo. I'm yeah. wearing a big wool moo moo. <laughs> Rock! This is the best day ever. Every day is the best yeah. clothes day yeah, ever. Right, right. What are you wearing to the wedding? I don't know, maybe my big brown moo moo. <laughs> is this all I wear anywhere? <laughs> It might get a little scratchy. I don't know. I hope that they have like like for like the special occasions you get the velvet the velvet moo moo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Archbishop Magenta here um, has uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's being investigated for multiple allegations of inappropriate sexual conduct um, with seminarians. Uh, well, now they are. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Tom. The results of this probe are the results of a probe. (laughs) You know, if you want to figure out who to investigate, all you have to do is see who's making the most noise. Like, it's real easy. It's, It's so true. God, that's so true. That's, I mean, it's like all he's doing is banging fucking pots. He's like trying to scare a bear away. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what he's like, it's all he's doing. He's just the fucking squeakiest wheel ever. And in the, on the side, he's banging whoever he can. And it's, you know, it's, it didn't say he had, he had sex with nuns, right? It's saying he had sex with priests. Right. You know, and and it, who cares? Who fucking cares? The only reason we care is the guy's a fucking hypocrite. Right. The guy's a total hypocrite who's trying to stop gay marriage. Let me read a couple of things here. He says he spent $650,000 of the church's money to trying to convince Minnesota voters to pass an amendment banning same-sex marriage. You know, I mean, like, like that's this is a guy who's clearly out for blood when it comes to the homosexuals, you know, and not just anal bleeding. We're talking about he's really out for blood and and he's trying to stop them from doing this. And, you know, the only reason uh, he gets caught is because there's there's massive allegations against him. He's the other thing, too, at the bottom. Did you see the thing where he might have had somebody who was a pedophile? Uh, yeah, and the I reason, saw that. It's just like that shit just gets swept under the rug. Right. Yeah. Really, he, that this is the, this is the problem with the church is that they have this weird old boys club 
that operates on its own rules. It's it's above the law. They keep shit in house. And that's just, it's damaging. That stuff doesn't get out to the public. And then suddenly, you know, you're bringing your kids into daycare and they're coming home scarred for life. This is, this is not something that, you know, can be defended. And this is not a one-time occurrence. This happens all the fucking time all over the place where people are molested and their lives are, you know, turned upside down by priests that, you know, don't have any moral compunction about diddling a child. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because it says that he denies the allegations. Um, and then he adds, which I thought was interesting, that the allegations, quote, don't involve minors or illegal or criminal behavior. Yeah, so what? And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Either, I mean, that's a weird thing to say, right? It is. That's like it's saying like, weird. That's like saying like, hey, Tom, uh, did you rob that liquor store? I did not rob that liquor store. And also... I did not have sex with that little boy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, slow down. Back wait, up. Hold what? on a second. What little boy? Yeah. No I one's asking you I about said that. I didn't have sex with him. Why are you, why are you pestering right. me? Can, this, this interview was over. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I'm not saying that he did have sex with minors, right? It's not the allegation. I don't want to insinuate that. Um, and I don't want to cause a correlation between homosexuality and pedophilia. And the chances are he didn't, Right. 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 Yeah. So so no part of that comment. But what's what's interesting to note about that comment is it's a comment that sort of belies his guilt. Right. It's a comment that says like, hey, 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 I'm not being accused of of sex with minors. Why would you even bring that up unless it was so endemic in your church, unless it was so ingrained into the culture of your church that that no matter what you're being accused of, you have to stop and point out like, whoa, hey, I may be a lying ass bag hypocrite. I may be campaigning on the front lines to take people's rights from them and to damage families. I may be doing all of that while at the same time having sex with these same dudes that I'm fucking telling everybody else they're going to hell for doing. That may be true. Right. All right. But at least I ain't fucking children. Yeah, I ain't no child fucker, damn it. So, hey. Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? So these next two stories uh, we want to talk about in conjunction with one another. The first one comes from Talking Points Memo. Um, The uh, second one comes from uh, ForwardProgressives.com. The first one, Post Hobby Lobby. So that's been a week. Um, Religious organizations want exemption from LGBT hiring order. Uh, Not terribly surprising. The day after the Supreme Court's Hobby Lobby ruling, a group of religious leaders sent a letter to President Barack Obama asking that he exempt them from a forthcoming executive order that would prohibit federal contractors from discriminating against LGBT people. The second story from Forward Progressives, South Carolina restaurant owner refuses to serve black people, cites his religious beliefs. Um, So since businesses can now be treated as people and people have religious beliefs and religious beliefs evidently are fucking sacrosanct over the public interests um, of the uh, nation, you know, how much of this, Cecil, do you think we're going to see? I think you're going to see a lot more of it. Uh, There was an article that was posted to our page on cognitive dissonance. Mother Jones uh, posted something that said, it's not just Hobby Lobby. These 71 companies don't want to cover your birth control either. And it's a list of 71 companies, some of them large, some of them small, that are going to not be covering birth control coverage. Uh, 
this is it's it's not something that that feels like it's going to go away at all. And it feels like this, this decision is going to try to keep on expanding, even though the I think was it Alito or the chief justice? I can't remember. Um, but somebody had put out something that essentially said, look, this only covers this sort of tiny little subsect. But even still, I think people are still going to try to be chipping away at this in some way. You're going to see a lot more court cases, a lot more of this stuff, because people want to use the religious exemption for all kinds of crazy shit. Right. You know, and I, I think it was in the majority decision. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they did right. try to. Yeah. They, they tried very hard to limit. Um, I think because there was a, a, a sort of a tacit understanding that this is going to cause an avalanche of this kind of bullshit. Yeah. And I think that there was a, a reasonably conscious effort, although I don't think it was going to be effective effort, um, to uh, specify that this ruling is for this very specific set of circumstances and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you read the majority decision and then you take that logic and you start applying that same those same similar logical principles to other cases, um, it's actually very difficult to look at a case and say, well, what about this group of religious leaders? Um, by that same logic, not my logic, but by their logic, um, why shouldn't they be exempt from hiring LGBT people? Yeah, I mean, some of those people, Tom, think that that is equally <clears throat> abhorrent to, you know, abortion or whatever. Because, like, right. the re- they, they, you know, Hobby Lobby... They were they were on a stance of not all contraception, because if you look at their page, they have just, uh, you know, tons and tons of different types of contraception and, you know, male they had vasectomies and then also male. They were covering Viagra and other other stuff, but they wouldn't cover like the morning after pill and like abortions like they were like really specific about what they and wouldn't IUDs. Cover. They wouldn't cover IUDs. But is, I don't know yeah. how an IUD works. I don't know if the IUD is actually is it is it the same thing as the birth control pill, which prevents it? Or does it? Well, there's a couple of there's there's a few different ones. There's some that are just mechanical that uh, prevent implantation, which I guess, you know, they could argue that if life began at the very moment of sperm meeting egg and the yeah. egg didn't get an implant. But then there's other IUDs that not only work mechanically, but then also have a hormonal component. Similar Is there to the any pill. IUDs that work like the Death Star and like shoot a laser? At yeah, the- that's actually, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a little known one. It's harder to get up in there, but it's 100% effective. Not 99, yeah, right. 100% yeah. effective. It's, uh, you know, this ruling is just, it's just fucking madness. And, you know, I can't help but just think, like, as soon as you start talking about corporation, I know I talked about this last time, but I just... I, I, right. Well, it's too fucking hard not to talk about. As, as soon as you start saying, like, corporations are people, like, we are in a fucking world of hurt. And it's it, these are decisions that are going to take, I, I think, generations to reverse before we come to our senses and think and, and recognize that corporations are not people. They do not have consciences. Um you know, corporations cannot have a conscience. They can't conscientiously object. They can't have religious values. They are not a person. In fact, Cecil, you and I, we don't have religious beliefs, right? You and I have beliefs and you have beliefs. But cognitive dissonance, although we agree, I would argue that cognitive dissonance doesn't exist. Like, it, it's a fiction that we create together. Right. Um, I have my beliefs and you have your beliefs and, and there's there's intersection there and then there's difference there. So how can we say that there is this one thing called cognitive dissonance, which has rights, which are sacrosanct the same way that my personal rights are sacrosanct? 
I, 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 I literally fail to understand that concept. One of the things that you mentioned, too, when you were just, you just talking there, you said generationally this could last a long time. Um, this brings up this other story um, from the Forward Progressive that's uh, a South Carolina restaurant owner refuses to serve blacks and cites religious beliefs. And it's a, it's a story about uh, a guy who went to the Supreme Court saying, look, I don't want to give black people any chance to sit in my restaurant. Now, they can come in and order takeout, which is right. weird. Which is I weird to me. Money. It's like, I'll serve them some food, but they better eat it somewhere else because I don't like to see them eating food. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know where that comes from. But he, he doesn't want them there. He did all kinds of stuff. This guy in 1963 did, uh, you know, he he was uh, attacking other people who had integrated restaurants. He ran for the South Carolina House. He had pictures and Confederate flags and pro-slavery literature all over his restaurant. So in 2010, his family takes over the restaurant. He's still alive. The guy just died earlier this year. So this uh, Maurice Bessinger, or Basinger, I guess I'm going to call him Basinger, <laughs> um, he died earlier this year, but he was still alive, probably Alzheimer's out or crazy or whatever, like dementia out at the end of his life. So he had no say in the matter when his family, who took over the business, took out all that shit. They took, they, they took down the Confederate pictures. They took out the pro-slavery literature and they just, they took, you know, cause clearly he had to serve blacks cause you can't fucking do that. And so he had to do it throughout his, his life, but now it's more friendly to them. It's just like, yeah, you know, all that bigotry shit, we're not doing it anymore, right. but it's a generally generational thing, right? Those people die out now generationally. I think this is really important, uh, you know, to see that, you know, maybe, you know, when our kids are, uh, are old enough, this won't be an issue. But until then, it's going to be an issue for a long time. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Klingen Schmidt. Jesus will overrule the Supreme Court and toss gays into hell. <laughs> so he, cool. looks, he looks so awesome. The, the, the picture, the still of this uh, this video is him with his hand out. And he kind of looks like a mobster. Like, hey, what do you want from me? Huh? Look hey. at you. Hey, forget hey. about it. Huh? <laughs> Nice Supreme Court you have here. It'd be a shame <laughs> if something happened to it, you know? Yeah, this uh, this guy uh, continues to prove his rationality. Um, he was reacting to a recent decision from the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals striking down Utah's ban on gay marriage. Um, gay marriage actually had a great week. Uh, Utah and Kentucky um, both uh, had their bans stricken down. So that's that's great news. Uh, but he had, Clayton Schmidt had some words, Cecil. He did. You want to hear him? No, but let's play him anyway. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Klingenschmidt. This is courtesy of Right Wing Watch, and uh, they stole it from his dumb show. This is like rubbing raw glass into my ears to it hear this totally guy, by is, the way. Dude. It's fucking ridiculous. But let's predict the newspaper in 100 years. When these two men, these two men who are kissing on your screen, they're both dead. And in 100 years, I'm going to be dead. You, the viewers, are probably going to be dead. We're all going to be What's the next appeal? And what? Okay, the U.S. Supreme Court didn't get this right, didn't fix it. Well, then there's a higher court, because after 
that these two men will appear before this court, the great white throne of judgment. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. The great white throne of judgment. Doesn't that sound like a penis reference? It does. It does. I think the great white throne of judgment was one of the floats in the pride parade last week. I don't know. Actually, to be honest, it looks like the outfit Jesus is wearing was in the pride parade last week too. That little loincloth that he's wearing. That's a popular one, I think. Um, so there's a little more of this. Where Jesus Christ himself is sitting on the throne and issuing his determination. I sit on the throne and issue my determination, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as he said that, I was like, well, I hope he's got some good reading material. Because yeah, no the kidding. Bible ain't going to cut it. And some Charmin. You right. Because you, you don't have to wipe with that Scott stuff. That's that just, stuff's fucking mean. That's, that's, that's just, how you know you're in hell. Yeah. Like, they're indistinguishable, except for right. one's got better toilet paper. <laughs> Let me tell you, you got to be angry at your anus to use that shit. You know what I mean? you just got to be mad at your own body. All right, there's more. And he will overrule whatever the Supreme Court said. And what will Jesus' determination be? Well, probably the same as what he declared in Matthew 19. Have you not read from the beginning that God created them male and female? And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife. And the two become one flesh. They're no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Jesus, as the judge, will overrule the U.S. Supreme Court. And what will he do with these two men? It'll be printed in Heaven's newspaper in 100 years. Heaven's newspaper. That God throws them into hell. <laughs> Heaven's newspaper. You know, that kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, an outdated concept of heaven gets outdated media. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually going to be Gutenberg up there, yeah. just like with his fucking first printing press. <laughs> well, they also have a telegraph and old-timey radio, yeah. too. What is in Heaven's newspaper anyway? Yeah. Now, on the forecast today, bliss. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> Bliss, you know, like what do you, what do you say in Heaven's newspaper? Newspapers are about conflict for crying out loud. Yeah, what would be in a Heaven newspaper like? Heaven actually sounds like the idea of Heaven. Doesn't it sound so fucking boring? It does. It sounds ridiculous. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, like, I want to get back to what 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 this little Klingon was reading a moment ago, like the <laughs> like that Matthew verse. Like to me, I read that and I think like that speaks more to divorce. Then it yeah. speaks to anything right. else. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And why is he not railing against all the divorced couples that are going to go to hell? Like, isn't that like when he's when he's saying, like, if, if that's the quote, if that's what we're going to quote mine out of the Bible in order to determine who's worthy of burning in an eternal fire for all time? Like, if, if that is the one line from a book that's going to decide the fate of of this fake idea of a soul, like, wouldn't it be? divorce based on that that would be the bigger deal like let no man tear apart blah sure. blah blah what god has joined or whatever the fucking line is doesn't divorce do that every fucking time yeah oh yeah i mean it's flying in the face of it uh you're absolutely right and you know to be honest i kind of like that line like they said that line at our at our at our wedding and i think that that's great it's like you know and i don't know that i like the god part of it but i just like this idea of like hey you know what I, what's going on here today is is so important and nobody should be able to break this up kind of feeling and i understand that you know clearly marriages break up all the time but it gives a feeling of permanency to your own marriage and i and i don't dislike that idea uh but I totally agree with you. I think that it's ad it's absolutely talking about divorce. I mean, you know, uh, there's nothing in that that sounds to me like he's talking about. I mean, yeah, he says man and a woman, but just because they fucking ostracize people, we're supposed to do that too. Like, 
Well, you know, 2,000 years ago, those people were stoned to death. Well, big fucking deal. We're fucking more. They were barbarians for crying out loud. They're fucking. That's a that's a horrible way to live. Why do you keep pointing back to that and be like, that's fucking awesome. Remember when they used to stone people to death? They used to hit them in the face with hard objects until they stopped living. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? What are you, a fucking idiot? Nobody that's, thinks that's awesome. Not even not the person throwing the stones, not the person getting hit. You're all idiots. <laughs> this is this is harkening back to a time when a legitimate form of transportation was a donkey. Yeah, a chariot. Right. Like this was like yeah, the chariot would be for the fucking rich people, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, we chariots, don't they just seem really dangerous? Dude, like we, it's only like two wheels. Yeah. And you get have to fucking have the thing the thing about a chariot too is the horses in front of you. And I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse or spent yeah, time yeah, with horses, yeah. but horses oh. just shit constantly. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they just fucking constantly. That's how they go. That's, that's, like, like, how, that's like their propulsion <laughs> method. So you're like in the chariot just like watching a horse shit. Like, yeah. just get, uh, it's, just, it's, a, it's fucking awful. And that's what the rich people get. Yeah. And, you know, like the two wheel turning shit like that. Like they outlawed fucking ATVs with three wheels in Illinois. <laughs> like, you don't know, <laughs> You think you could ride a chariot here? Are you kidding me? This is a this is a people who did not have the bicycle. Right. Right. You know, like we're looking at the world and being like, you didn't have bicycle. You didn't even have basic metallurgy. At sure. this time, like you had, well, you had basic, but you didn't have fucking like steel. You, this is not a world anybody wants to go back to. Except well, they for only want to go back to for the punishments. They only right. want to go back yeah. to it for these weird, crazy, like laws that, that they're picking and choosing because there's more laws than that in the Bible. There's more laws than that when you go because they have to point to this and say, well, this is where he says man and woman. Okay, well, what does he say about? It? He just says that they can't be they can be joined and not torn asunder. Well, where does he talk about it being bad? Oh, we got to go back to the Old Testament for that. Oh, okay. Well, let's look at the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking that's right underneath. Fucking no two cloths can be of the same fucking or different material. Right. It's it's in a list of irrelevancies. Is right. really what it is. So we're going to take a short break, give you some information on how to contact the show and how to become a patron of the show, and we'll be back right after this with some fucking unbelievably sad stories. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of cognitive dissonance on a per episode basis if you can't spare any money take a second to give us a five-star review on itunes or stitcher or spread the word about the show we want to send a big heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us you fucking rock okay so here we go diesel <laughs> I found this story, and I was flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, so this comes from the journal. Um, dot I, um, and the, the the title of the story is just a quote. It's I was just twenty seven. and I was butchered. Um, Symphiasio to me. I can't pronounce that word. Uh, survivors in their own words. Um, this is just unbelievably chilling reading. Um, and uh, I think. We, 
you know, we were called out a little while ago for not giving a trigger warning. This one might be a trigger warning for some people. So um, the gist of the story is that uh, over 300 survivors in a 50-page document um, chronicle their personal childbirth experiences um, that were carried out um, by the church, basically, um, that wanted to make sure that these women could continue to have children. Um, that was the that was the primary objective of of this uh, procedure, whose name I cannot pronounce. I think um, you did a pretty good job because it's a pretty long word. Symphysiotomy. I, I that's, can't. That's probably the closest. I think symphysiotomy. I think is pretty or yeah. physiotomy. Yeah, I don't know. So and and it's a fucking unbelievable horror show. It's described as the upper and anterior portions of the symphys um, are severed together with part of the uh, arcurate ligament, leaving the last fibers to be gently torn by the slow abduction or splaying of the legs. By further abduction of the legs, the separation of the pubic bones to the the desired extent is brought about. Um, And this was done um, in the words of one of these uh, doctors. says, I'd like the baby to come naturally, um, but because you are paraphrasing or cutting pieces out, but because you're such a good Catholic... Um, I'll do a symphiosomy. You're a Catholic family. You'd be expected to have at least 10 children. If you have a cesarean, you can only have three. And as a Catholic, you need to go through the pains of childbirth. If you had a cesarean, you wouldn't. And so the solution was to basically saw their pelvis in half. It's like having a baby in a wood chipper. It's fucking (laughs) fucking (laughs) awful. (laughs) Fucking awful. You know what it's like? It's like having the lady from misery as your midwife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like she hobbles your pelvic bone. That's fucking horrible. It is so unbelievably bad. It's like you 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 have to wonder about the doctors like, oh man, we could uh we've got a better method. No, 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 no. What about if we did this? I know. You know, uh, there has to be a point in medical school where you're where you're sitting around and they're like, "Well, look. Look, if they're Catholics, we need to breed them." You know, uh, and so if they're if they have a C-section, they can only replace themselves plus one. Yeah. And that's it, not enough. It's we, like it. it's like fucking, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're dumb fucking thousand, two thousand year old book or collection of stories or whatever had some shit in there about fucking dental pain. And like how you're not allowed to get fucking Novocaine at the dentist or whatever, you know, you know, you were supposed to suffer. You're supposed to suffer. Your mouth is supposed to suffer or something. And so every time you, you know, if you were one of these people, every time you go to the dentist, they just fucking hit you in the face with a hammer or something, right. you know, <laughs> like it's like that doesn't sound like fun. And this also harkens back to the fucking, you know, women and they have to suffer because they're women. You know, they have they're the ones who fucking ate the apple. So they're the ones who have to suffer. It's like that old joke. Why do women get PMS? They deserve it. Waka, waka, waka. You know, it's like, okay, great. Right. You know, this is another reason why, you know, if you're a woman and you believe in this stuff and you think that, you know, you've got to look at this sort of war against you and think, what the fuck are people thinking? You know, they they get oppressed in all these different religions. I'm surprised there is not such a huge atheist movement among the women of these of these religions, because it makes it makes no. I mean, fucking I would become an atheist immediately if somebody's like, well, got to break your pelvis for no fucking reason. Be like, um, yeah, I don't believe in God anymore. Right. Yeah. I need you to cut my stomach open and tear that baby out the right way. It's like, well, you know, you're going to need to suffer. Like, wait a minute. Do I need to suffer? Yeah. Or do you just want me to suffer? Fucking yeah. Because there's a, like, 
here we are in the in in the in the glorious age of technology, right? Like, you know, we can we have the ability to reduce a tremendous amount of suffering. So if somebody came up to me and was like, Yeah, look, we got two ways we can do this. We can either do this in a smooth quick transaction that's relatively painless and there's going to be some recovery after the fact but during not too bad or i can take this hacksaw and fucking hack away at your pelvis and then basically splay your legs apart until the last fibers holding your being together crack really it's your choice so how catholic are you feeling today I would not be feeling very Catholic, man. And I also would not be interested in having more. Like, that's the other selling point, right? Like, well, you know, you got to have more kids. It's like the first experience is the worst thing possible. No kidding. I, I, would, I wouldn't have sex again. Are you kidding me? I would. It, it'd be like if you went to work on your first day and they're like, well, welcome to work. We're going to uh, put cigars out on your arm for eight hours. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not coming back tomorrow. Like this, uh, I quit this job. We'd like you to meet workplace motivation Leatherface. He's in this room here. Yeah. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking to you like mine. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Wudgey. <laughs> So this story also comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Um, a Florida judge who ran her Christian ministry from the courthouse may soon be kicked out of office. And what flabbergasts me about this one is the word may. <laughs> really? Like we haven't figured that out? Like we're not, we're not 100% locked down on this one yet? Um, this is a, uh, a judge, um, Hawkins, Judith Hawkins. She's a county judge in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, and she was she was using county money and time and employees to literally run her ministry. <laughs> and she may, may be kicked out of office. May. Yeah. I mean, if I did that at my work and there's no there's no uh, uh, separation of church and state at my work. It's a private corporation. But at my work, they would fire me. They'd be like, we fucking pay you to do a job. Yeah. Not to squander resources, you squanderer. <laughs> Kick my ass out <laughs> for squandering. Right. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a fireable offense. And, you know, I think it's it's even better because she's like an innovator, right? Normally people go on a book signing tour. She takes the tour to herself. Like she's just like, <laughs> I'm just gonna bring the book signers to me, <laughs> sign their books while I'm on the fucking bench and charge them fifteen dollars. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I can't believe the fifth, the $15 thing is what threw me. I'm like, really? 15 bucks? I love that the guy's got to pull out, like, what does he whip out a 20 and she pulls out change? Where do you get the change from a fucking robes that you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this, too. I want to read this. It says, um, they also found Hawkins guilty of posting images of her wearing her judicial robes on her ministry website, failing to comply with tax law, reading magazines during court proceedings, and and using less than her full time for judicial duties. I got to think, too, you know, if this was just a porn site rather than a religious website, you know, what would that what would that's you know, like that's that's what I keep wondering is like, why does religion get this free pass? You know, why does it what if she was doing something else? Yeah, what if she was selling cars? Based? Yeah, what if she was selling cars? I, mean, I say porn site just to be provocative, but what else? You know, well, porn right. site. I don't know the porn site works. She kind of looks like a Star Trek admiral. Hey. She doesn't really look like a 
you know, somebody who I'd want to see naked. But let's say there's a market for that. Yeah, I'm just well, saying <laughs> Star Trek admirals. Hell yeah, some so, fucking anal Akbar or yeah. whatever. Like I'm sure there's a market for that. <laughs> but you know, what is she? Yeah, what if she was selling cars? What if she had a fucking coffee shop? Whatever, and she's in her robes. You know, it, it seems like the the religion gets the free pass. That's what gets the free pass around here. Is like, oh well, you know, it's a religious book, so that's why people sort of look the other way. Oh, it's. A, I actually think that's worse. Well, it is. She's worse, clearly right? bolstering her fucking ministry based on you know because she's going to make a fucking lot more money as a fucking minister than she will as a judge, especially now that she's like she's like been. Uh, ostracized for her beliefs right, right. now that's made yeah. her like a, a true christian or whatever you know i was gonna say that you know the, the the problem here is it's a no-win situation for society as a whole because she's now going to be martyred you know in her own mind not in reality you know in reality she's getting fired for being a fucking dumbass yeah but you know unfortunately what she's going to do is talk about how you know she's not free to practice her religion and you know the state is you know an atheist or secular state that's uh, repressing her religious freedoms and blah, blah, so on and so forth. And she'll take that to the bank, like so many of these people are doing. They they take that idea of martyrdom and victimhood, and we've talked about this before, and I've been given this little bit of thought, and I think I think a big part of that narrative, and we've wondered, you know, kind of before, like, where does that, where does that narrative come from? Because it's clearly not accurate. And I think it's often financially motivated. Um, that That martyrdom, that victimhood, um, sells books. It, it creates urgency. It builds fear in a populace. And then they, they, you know, fear is the one thing that religion does a pretty good job of selling the cure for. Um, unfortunately, it, it's, it's, it's a liar's cure. Um, and it also is the fucking fear itself. So it's sort of a self-replicating cycle. But um, she'll, she'll turn this into money. This is a fucking. This is the pot of pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. She had a, uh, she was a judge, and now judges make make okay money. But she's going to make more money on donations, you know, and from her books and from her bullshit than she's ever going to make as a judge. So I think she's, you know, you're right. She's winning. Let's fuck a fucking thing that moves. So this story comes from richarddawkins.net. Senior Orthodox Jewish leaders face cover-up inquiry over child sex abuse. Um, some of Australia's most senior Orthodox Jewish leaders are under investigation for allegedly failing to report multiple instances of child abuse, uh, child sexual abuse. So let's, let's be clear. Um, so the only thing about this story that's terribly shocking is nothing, unfortunately. Right, right. Yeah. Um, this is one of those stories that... You hear it and it's like, oh, wait, an insulated religious group behaved in an insulated way and tried to protect its membership at the expense of children. That's a story yeah. we all know. Like, we know that story yeah. super, super well. They like to keep that shit in house. You know, like that's the that's the big problem with um, these, especially these tinier, smaller sects of religion. They try to keep that shit in house and try to be like, well, we're going to we're going to punish these people in house, whatever they do. And. And it's, you know, it never fucking works out because, they, you know, they want to, they have respect for the people. You just have a personal relationship with the person. That's why we need people that are impartial, that don't care about what this person did beforehand, what they did after. They just care about the facts of the case. Right. Did they fuck a child? Yes, they fucked a child. Oh, my gosh, then that's bad. We need to put them away. It doesn't matter how many fucking churches they put up or how many people they blessed or how many fucking babies they cut the tiny piece of the dick off of. They, you know, there's they did some awful shit and they need to be punished for that. Um, 
You know, it's funny. I was looking through those six, you know, the 617 or 613 laws, the mitzvah or whatever they call them right. for the Jewish. I was looking for, you know, what prevents molesting of children? Because they have fucking two fucking shellfish laws in there. You know, <laughs> do you have anything in there that's like, hey, you can't fucking rape little kids? Well, I did a search for children. And I didn't find anything. They did have that you can't have sex with your daughter. But I didn't see that you couldn't have sex with your son. You just can't have sex with your like your son's daughter. Um but I don't know. I, I guess maybe that's the audience. They were going for guys only there. Right, I don't there know. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe you it was just the audience. With your buddy's daughter. Like, yeah. Your buddy can have, you know, like a like a seven year old kid, and I guess that's yeah. fair game. Right? I guess it yeah. I don't so. I don't know how it I don't know how that works. I did want to do a little game with you, Tom. Uh do you want to play a game? Let's play a game. All right. So I have uh I have four of these mitzvah, these these uh these things that are forbidden uh by the Jewish culture. I have four of them. One of them is fake. So I'm going to read you th- four sets of four. Okay. Right. You're going to have to pick. Uh, they're they're, they're no, one, two, three, and four. Why don't we do A, B, C, and D instead to make it less 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 uh, confusing? So A, B, C, or D, you tell me which one you think it is. All right. Let's do it. So here we go. I'm so the first nail this set. Season. The first set. All right. Not to eat non-kosher mag- maggots. Not to eat creatures that fly other than kosher birds. Not to eat worms found in the fruit on the ground or not to eat non-kosher flying insects. Which one of those is fake? Fucking three of those are real? Three of those are real. So not... I'm I'm going to go with C. I'm going to go with the worms. C. Okay. Not to eat worms found in fruit on the ground. C. Not to eat a limb torn off a living creature. Fuck you. Not to eat blood. Not to eat the sinew of the thigh. Not to eat the marrow of the bone. Uh, A. <laughs> A, okay. A. Not to eat the meat of an animal that died in ritual slaughter. Not to benefit from an ox condemned to be stoned. <laughs> not to eat the meat of an animal that was mortally wounded. Or not to eat certain fats of clean animals. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> what? Uh, certain fats? I don't know. None of this is... Re- no, no. I'll go with the... Hold on. I changed my answer. I got a phone friend. Answer. It's okay. I don't have any friends. I'll take I'll take the one about the ritual slaughter. That seems like okay. that promotes waste, and that seems like a bad idea. So it's got to be that one. Okay, so that's the that's the fake one? Yeah, that's the fake one, because I, okay. I think they're pro-waste. Okay. Yeah. And the final one, not to slaughter an animal and its offspring in the same day... Not to cover or to cover the blood of a slaughtered beast or fowl with earth, to send away the mother bird before taking its children, and finally to wash away blood of a slaughtered beast or fowl with wine. You have motherfucking got to be kidding me. I I feel pretty proud that I actually wrote some that confused you. I'll go with C, I guess. C, okay. It's all so fucking madness. So the first one, uh, you chose uh, the worms on the ground. You were fucking wrong. It's actually not to eat creatures that fly other other than kosher birds. That's the one I made up. So worms on the fruit of the ground, you're not allowed to do it, Tom. There's such a thing as a non-kosher maggot, too. There is. There's something. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go for the maggots. All right, so no, so the next one you picked not to eat the limb off a torn creature. Sorry, that's Deuteronomy twelve twenty three. The right one, the one that I made up, was not to eat the marrow of the bone. 
So Are that was kidding? actually D. Because my other one was going to be the sinew of the thigh, but then I was yeah, like, yeah, the sinew of the thigh. Genesis thirty-two, thirty-three. So that one's fucking that a real thing. That is fucking insane. Okay, you picked uh, the right one for the for the third one. Not to eat the meat of an animal that died in a slaughter. I love the one that's not to benefit from the ox condemned <laughs> to be stoned. Thinking, what the fuck did an ox do to be stoned? Do you when they wanted to stone the uh, the the whale at Sea World? <laughs> You remember it's so that? ridiculous, dude. It's a fucking ox, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Plus, how long would that take? Oxes are fucking big, man. They're like you'd strong have have as like fuck. A, you'd have to have like a fucking like a rocket propelled rock launcher. You know what right? I mean? Like just to fucking whack the thing with. What would you use? Like, I don't even know. You'd you use to... one of those fucking railroad spike dispensers that they put them well with in like the fucking meat processing plants. You'd have to get the uh, like the wily e. coyote like boulder dropping. <laughs> It's like an Acme fucking Rube Goldberg device <laughs> to kill the ox. Stoning an ox? Be, uh, I'd be fucking tired before I even oh hurt God. I'd be terrified. I would just buy some weed and get the ox stoned. That thing would fuck you up, let me tell you. Hot you hit, a rock, hit an ox with one fucking stone and see what happens to you. Okay, so the final Nobody one. Nobody ever stones are, lions, by the way. Yeah, you exactly. ever notice that? No one's like, hey. <laughs> Stone a tiger. Right. So uh, the final one you picked to send away the mother bird before taking its children. Um, that's Deuteronomy 22.6. Actually, yeah, the wrong one, the one that I made, was to wash away the blood of a slaughtered beast or fowl with wine. So you got one out of four right. I now. am not good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty good that I got I, uh, that they were they, they were, were tricky enough. I mean, yeah. they're all so crazy, and but you they did a are. great job writing them in the same vein yeah. of crazy. They're so nuts. They're just all crazy, nutty things. Wow. And you know that you want to point to this list every time somebody starts pointing to fucking Levitical law and all this bullshit, and be like, fucking, you know, when was the last time you know you fucking ate a non-kosher maggot, dude? Right. You know, well, I mean, leg of lamb, leg of lamb is is the sinew of the fucking thigh, right? Thigh. Yeah, can't it's just, do it. Like, yeah, what about chicken thighs? Fuck, I love chicken thighs. It's like, like my fucking last night. I consume chicken thighs constantly. Like, fucking, I'm eating four of them right now. I've sewn them into a coat and I'm yeah. wearing it. <laughs> hey, buddy, want to buy a chicken thigh? <laughs> <laughs> rotisserie. It's rotisserie. We Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So this story comes from the Progressive Secular Humanist blog at Patheos. Christian homeschoolers lock boy in basement for two years. Christian homeschoolers in Georgia have been charged with first-degree cruelty to children, which which strikes me. How is there a cruelty to children that's not first-degree? Like, at what point are you like, I mean, it was cruel and to a child, but there's something less cruel. It's not really first degree. Cruelty. I wonder if that's just like they're too stupid to realize they're doing something so fucking abhorrent that other people would think it's wrong. Yeah, maybe or or I, I, I'm just I'm baffled because doesn't isn't second degree like inadvertent, although this seems pretty fucking advertent. Right. You know, yeah, this would be clearly like. But how are you inadvertently cruel to a child? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how that would work. But yeah. Um, and false imprisonment. Well, it was actual imprisonment. After keeping yeah. your 13-year-old son... <laughs> it's true imprisonment. ...alone and locked up in a dark basement for nearly two years as a punishment for stealing. Jesus. He stole their DVD player, then he lied about it. Um, the victim had no access to books, toys, entertainment devices, or siblings. He was locked uh, downstairs um, in a basically a small room. 
Um, it had no windows. It had a, a box spring um, mattress, a large plastic jar, which was used for the toilet. For That's two nice. fucking years. That's nice. <laughs> I think the problem is, is like these radical Christians think that they own their own kids. Right. You know, yep. it's like a fucking homeschooling gulag. You know, it's 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 a fucking terror show. I can't believe that, you know, they, and they really do think that, you know, like I can do whatever I want to this kid. It's like the fucking old Bill Cosby skit where it's like, I'll kill you and make another like these people really think that. I know. I know. It's a, that's not a joke to them. That's not a ha ha ha. That's a real fucking thing, man. Cecil, would you notice if my kid disappeared for two Good years? Lord. <laughs> of course I would. Although, if you, admittedly, if you had 10, <laughs> I, I might be like, well, where's Billy? Fuck, I forgot about Billy. Duh. Fucking, I, didn't, I can't count all your kids. I don't know. They're all over the fucking place. Right. He's at home slapping both of his cheeks comically, Jesus. like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me you know fucking all the Duggars' names of their kids. They don't even know all the names of their know. kids. They have no idea what they're on. They, it's a, yeah. I can't even remember what show number we're on. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, you'd be lost if you had more than two kids. Me? So I want to read real quick. It says, the victim had been confined to his room for the past two years, and the lock had been added to the room on January uh, t- 2013. The victim had no access to books, toys, entertainment devices, or his siblings. The Lannisters treated Ned Stark better than that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's your own goddamn child. Are you play, you're putting your own fucking child in a prison? What is fucking wrong with you, man? That's the worst kind of parenting. I can't believe that they don't just fucking sweep in and take all these children. Like, you really don't know how to raise kids, man. We fucked up. We fucked up and let you raise these kids long enough. Yeah, well, you know, here's the here, here's the other thing that's that's crazy. It's like this is two years for stealing a DVD player. DVD players at this point are valueless items. They're fifty bucks. <laughs> like I find them on the seashore. They're seriously they're fifty dollars. Like wash like, up on Lake Michigan. <laughs> like, like they're like dirty needles. They're right, all over the place. Right. They're like I mean, you could get them out of fucking vending machines at this exactly. point. Like they're you open up exactly. a fucking Snickers bar and DVD players fall out of them. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's ludicrous. Like, it's not like if he had gotten caught by the police, it would have been a petty theft. It would have been yeah, a pro- probation. He would have got probation. Right. They would have put him in the beyond scared straight crap. If that, like, it's such a minor offense, they would have probably just been like a, a 10 or 13 year old kid or whatever. They'd have been like, really? You're stealing a fucking DVD player? Come on. We're going to call your parents. They're going to come down to the fucking Walmart. We're going to have a big fucking show in front of security. And then that's probably going to be it. You know, you didn't steal anything. You didn't, he didn't steal a car. He didn't fucking shoot a baby. Like two years in solitary confinement? Are you fucking kidding me? You have to, at that point, you just have to be, you're using your Christian homeschooling front as an opportunity to be cruel, as, 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 an, as a front for your sadism. That's all that this can be. Because there's no way this can rationally work in your brain. And you're treating one of your kids as an example to the rest of them. You know what I mean? Like, to scare them. It's like, I mean, that's like fucking, that's like pulling a Jew out of the lineup and shooting him in the face so the rest of them listen. Yep. Yeah, man. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and I totally Godwin this shit, so fuck (laughs) off. And you know, the the only other thing I want to say is like, this is why I object in general to homeschooling. Well, this and a couple other reasons. But, you know, if my kid stops, if my kid just disappears one day from going to school, he's in the system, so to speak. 
He's yeah. an A system. Whether it's a public school or a private school, it doesn't matter. You enroll your kids in into society when you enroll them into school. They start to exist. People start keeping track. Um, right. There's accountability true, outside of your family. Very true. When your family is this crazy and this insulated, yeah. nobody oh, yeah. knows you exist. Nobody knows about you. Your neighbors don't, you know, you're not allowed to go outside and play. The neighbors aren't looking. The school's not calling. Nobody fucking knows. And you can hang out in this fucking cage in a basement for two fucking years as a goddamn teenager. And nobody's knocking on your door. I guarantee if my son missed three days of school and there was no call, no show, nothing, I didn't disenroll him, I didn't, you know, have a plausible explanation, the school would be fucking knocking on my door. They would be calling DCFS because my kid is part of society now. Right, right. Well, that's, Tom, I think that's just because you're pro-big government, though. That's true. I'm pro the biggest government. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this story comes from the Raw story. Representative Paul Breen. 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 Right to have guns everywhere! (laughs) This guy actually has a gun strapped to his face during this interview. (laughs) So the right to have guns was given by our Lord. He was. Yes, before the gun. Yeah. He said, have a gun. <laughs> Put it everywhere. None of you have ever heard of this term, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll make sense in 2,000 years. You know what, man? If that had happened, <laughs> fucking A, man. I'd be like, wow, you fucking predicted a one thing. One fucking thing. It's a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. I think that would be pretty good. That would be awesome. If it was like a real prediction, though, like, you know, like, and thouest say to them, the AR 15 is totally fine or something right, like that. Right. It's like, that is not a, an assault weapon. Then, okay, I'm like, all right, fine. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. But that's nothing in there about it. It's fucking iron chariots is as far as they go. I want to play a clip of this guy. There's a, it's about three minutes long, so we're going to split it up a little bit. But this guy, uh, he called into a, a show. Uh, this story is courtesy of the raw story, and they, the the person is calling in to uh, to Newsmax Newsmax's America's Forum, which was broadcast on July first. So I want to play a little bit of what this guy has to say. And this is uh, the the clearer voice is the uh, commentators, and then the person who this representative Paul Brunn is the guy on the phone. Well, Congressman, I wanted to get your take on some of the reaction that's starting to pour in now from different school superintendents. They are saying. Uh, at least in some of the coverage that I've read, that they, they are not going to have uh, these guns in their school districts and they're advising against that. Of course, that's their choice. But are you hearing about any school districts, public school districts in the state of Georgia or other institutions that are advocating for this type of uh, carry carrying on their campuses? Well, most of them very quiet about it. Um, we've seen these school shootings all across the country and, and we, we've seen where there has been a shooting with someone there that has the ability to protect themselves, actually prevent kids from being shot, prevent people from being hurt. And uh, there is, of course, um, folks who don't understand firearms are just uh, are, are fearful of them. But actually, firearms have been proven to reduce crime. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I love that, like, the one thing, you know, you're talking about, like, firearm deaths, and you're like, oh, but they're proven to reduce firearm deaths. No, they create firearm deaths. Yeah, I, I don't, like, that's so, that's such a fucking bass-ackwards way of looking at that shit. It's like, hey, you know, if if people, if you want to get people to stop shooting each other, what you should do is give more 
put more guns in, inject more guns into the system. And that way, more people, we just had, if we had no guns in the system, nobody would be like, it works. Like, look at Japan. Like, how many fucking shooting deaths are there in Japan or in England or, you know, in all of the many other countries that don't yeah, allow Australia. Yeah. for citizens to just wander aimlessly about pointing guns in every direction. We've gotten a, uh, just a tremendous social experiment that was done several decades ago in Morton Grove, Illinois, a suburb of, of Chicago, decided to outlaw firearms in that city, the crime rate skyrocketed. Well, in response to Morton Grove, a suburb of, of Atlanta, Georgia, Kennesaw, an ordinance, farms, but you can opt out if you have an objection to doing so. And, and crime... <laughs> been that way ever since and so okay okay i gotta stop because i clearly what he's saying is is that there's another uh place in georgia that basically made firearms like required you could opt out is what he's saying but i i know that's what he's talking about because i've heard of that city or whatever that like one place where like you have to have a gun you can opt out if you want but you're you're, everybody's like supposed to have a gun essentially in their in their city you know the the morton grove thing doesn't that seem like correlation, you know, without causation or whatever. It feels like, you know, you could just be like, well, the crime rate skyrocketed. Well, what were the factors that contributed to it? Like, do we know only that the only thing that changed in Morton Grove during that time is that they didn't allow guns? You know, is there is there anything else? Was there, you know, maybe an economic downturn? Was there, uh, you know, an influx? Was there a closing of maybe one of the projects downtown and people got, you know, shipped out from there? Was there, you know, there, was there, what was another factor that could no, have been added No, we can't into look that? at that stuff. We can't, yeah. because if you look at that stuff, it spoils the narrative of more guns equals less crime. Yeah, totally. <laughs> How can you, you know, I know, it's clear, Cecil, that what they did is they took the city of Morton Grove and they put it in a vacuum sealer. You know, like yeah. they have for, you know, keeping <laughs> exactly. food fresh. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah they, food and saver then they just, bag. They it's a huge with, bag, though. Yeah, yeah and then I mean, they reached in and they pulled all the guns out of it. Right. And yeah. then they resealed it because, you know, when they pulled the guns out, it broke the seal. And then they resealed it again, nice and tight. And then they right. let it percolate yeah. for a little while. And then there was there was more crime. Most of these people trying crime. to get out of the vacuum bag, though. Yeah. It's like a, a crime terrarium. Yeah, it's basically. a crime terrarium. Okay, so there's more. In both communities. Firearms do prevent crimes. These these cowardly people that go into schools and 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 shoot kids go to places that they know there's no one that can defend themselves. That's what they do. And once we see as we go forward that that uh, schools are going to be safer, uh, everybody around in in any uh, in any locale is going to be safer because. Someone who understands how to utilize a firearm will be there to protect other folks. And I think it's going to be a very positive move. What it's going to be a positive move. Totally positive. Uh, what do you what do you think about uh, uh, that statement, Tom, that, you know, like it's the it, if they have guns in these locations, these locations that they, uh, you know, they, they disallow them now that they're going to stop somehow stop fire like gun deaths in those places. You know, the first thing that occurs to me with regard to the school shooting thing, like, you put guns in the hands of all these, because obviously you're not going to put guns in the hands of the kids, right? I don't even think he's advocating that, although... I don't know, man. I, know, I, don't know. I wouldn't go... I certainly wouldn't discount that. But but even if he's just advocating arming the administration and the staff, like, who's to say the administration or the staff doesn't fucking snap and right. start shooting 
kids. And like, is is crossfire, you know, as a gun, is a Wild West gun battle in the middle of a fucking elementary school something we want to promote? Or do we want to have, like, are we, because what are you doing? Like, you're promoting vigilantism. Yeah, it's a vengeance hard on. Right, is what you're doing. You're saying, like, let's not leave... Let's not leave uh, dealing with crime to professionals who are trained on how to do this in a way that reduces collateral damage. Um, let's make sure to um, handle our, uh, you know, violence problems just on a fucking fractional individual by individual basis. Yeah. Um, where people can just start fucking blazing away at each other um, over, you know, I saw him pull a gun. No, you didn't. So I started. Yeah, I mean, it's like. This is you don't solve gun crime by injecting more guns and hoping for less crime. Yeah, there's another part of this that, that he's going to get into that. Hold on a second. This is uh, another minute left. And, and as gun rights advocates, guys, are so quick to point out these school shootings happen in gun free zones. That's what schools are. And they have yet to uh, dull the impact of these school shootings, even though they have already been declared gun free zones. Well, absolutely. In fact, the shooting in Aurora, Colorado occurred at a, at a movie. Uh, that uh, is a theater that advertised that they were a gun-free theater. And, mm. and the, the uh, crazy person passed several other movie uh, theaters and went to one where he knew that that he had uh, just the ability to go about his dastardly deed. Dastardly deed? Yeah, he before he did it, Tommy tweaked his mustache. What is it, uh, snidely whiplash? Yeah, he was, yeah. He's got a little dog that goes. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a little more. A heinous deed with no one there to be able to stop him. And so these gun free areas are are actually um, they're they're free shooting zones for, for people because they know that there won't be anybody there that can can stop yeah, But that's that's bullshit though. I mean, you were saying earlier that a lot of these people do this so that they can actually die at the end of it. Yeah, you know, like, if you look at, like, mass murderers, by and large, not exclusively, but by and large, these things end in suicide, um, either by cop or just suicide. Um, Almost all of these things end in suicide. Very few of these folks are ever arrested. Um, You know, I can, in fact... I can only think of, of two off the top of my head. The Colorado guy. The Colorado guy and then that uh, berserk dude in, um, uh, I think it was Norway, who shot up that island full of kids Did a that, few years back. He was arrested. Yeah, he was arrested uh-huh. too. Yeah, but most mass murderers, you, see, the thing is, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you choose mass murder as your as your method, not because you want to kill a lot of people, right? If you just want to kill a lot of people and not get caught, it would make much more sense to choose serial murder because you can choose the time, the location, you can do it and hide the body. You can probably get away with more, with creating more death. Like if they, if they're really the goal in your, in your mind is to create more death, um, serial murder is much more likely to give you a longer time frame to commit your to commit your crimes and stay free. Mass murder is in part about spectacle. It's in part about creating a great show um, and making a bold statement and ending your life on that statement. Um, and, and that's why so many of these things, I think, end in suicide. I don't may or may not be accurate, but that's my personal feeling. It's certainly the case that many, many of these things do end in suicide. So, yeah, the Fort Hood one is another one, that guy, that Hassan guy. He uh, he's he's still alive. Yeah. So, like I said, it's not exclusive. There are a few, you know, yeah, there's a few, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, you hear about these things and most of them end in suicide. Like they end in 
Sure. Begin with the death of the of the of the person because it's not about making sure that nobody takes you out or creating a safe environment for you to plug away at people. It's about creating spectacle, creating show, creating horror. That's what that's what mass murder is. Like that's why it's a different action than serial murder. I also think too this misses the fucking point about gun violence completely. Well, only totally. What it what it focuses on is uh white Mass murder gun violence. I mean, right. really, let's be honest here what this is. This is Caucasian gun violence. This is when, you know, somebody breaks into a place that is mainly, you know, that is a, a wide range of people there or, you know, mostly Caucasians, shoots a bunch of them and then it gets all over the news. Dropping, you know, having more armed people on the west side of Chicago where most of the fucking gun violence happens in this city is not going to help crime. It's not going to slow crime down. And it's not going to slow shootings down. Right, because the problem isn't that the, that the populace there is not armed. It's just the opposite. The problem is that everybody's fucking armed. And when right. an argument happens amongst people, um, it's solved with violence. And it's not even solved with fisticuffs. You know, it's solved yeah. with... I'll shoot you, you shoot me, we retaliate, it goes back and forth in an endless cycle. Yeah. Or it could be started with fisticuffs and ended with. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that happens all the time. It's like, well, you know, it goes from fisticuffs to bats, then bats to fucking, you know, knives, and then knives to fucking guns. You know what I mean? Like, one time this guy got stabbed, well, I'm going to kill that guy. Right. You know, it's just, and it is, this is all in the fucking, uh, the, the narrative that these people want to have with the, with the justice, right? These people are playing this out every day on the west side of Chicago, that that fucking vengeance, vigilante justice. They came by and shot our block up last night. Well, we've got to go shoot their block up. That shit doesn't solve anything. That doesn't fucking fix the problem of gun violence. It creates more gun violence. I mean, it's fucking, it is ex exactly the antithesis of what you're trying to do. And these people that are, you know, perfectly safe in their homes, never have any kind of danger in their lives. All they want to do is think about how awesome it would be to be fucking Charles Bronson. That's fucking exactly right. And, you know, these are not trained shooters. And you look at how many thousands of horror stories have you heard over the years of this person or that person getting shot, you know, inadvertently. The bullet goes through a window. The bullet penetrates yeah, yeah. a wall. You know, it, it, it shoots a bystander. It knocks a kid off their bicycle. Like... You know, these are not like this is not again, this is not trained shooters uh, working to reduce or eliminate collateral damage when trying to put down a threat. These are people just blazing away at each other across the street or from cars or from, you know, however the, the violence plays out. How often how often is the person who's actually the uh, the target of that violence, the actual target of that violence gets shot? Lots of times those people just they just like duck, dive and cover. And the other people that are just fucking sitting there watching goddamn wipeout on television get shot in the face. Right. So we want to thank our patrons. Uh, we had a couple of new patrons this month. We want to thank all our patrons. First off, thank you for donating your money. You're generous, and we really appreciate it. But we got some brand new patrons that we want to mention. We want to mention Sonia, George, Petri, Mr. Bullhammer, George again, a different George. This is George R. Craig, Michael, and Kevin. Thank you all so much. We're so happy that you uh, that you've donated to the show. We're just so flattered that uh, that people would, would give their money to, to our production. So thank you very much. And I also want to point out, I posted on our Facebook page, um, our donation that I got a thing back from Doctors Without Borders after our last donation. We'll be doing one more donation uh, this year. So, you know, the, the money that you guys uh, put forward to help our show, um, we do try to turn that into some good work on occasion as well as Hot Wings. Um, and you can see evidence of that posted on our Facebook page. 
So we want to thank you for being able to help people. Um, without you guys, we never would be able to make donations of that size and that frequency. So you guys have really done a lot of work to help a lot of people across the world. Thank you. We got a comment. Uh, somebody said, uh, you guys were hating on those cake bigots. And the person said, I side with hating them. Uh, I support gay marriage all day long. However, is it their right to refuse business just like any pay for hire? I mean, what if some clan member wanted an offensive cake? I'm going an extreme example, but still. Uh, though the cake bigots probably ruined their own business by being idiots about this, at the end of the day, it's their business to ruin. Uh yeah, uh, we talked about this in the past. I actually, um, I actually think that you know, I think it's difficult one to put that sort of motivation on people. It's diff- difficult unless they come right out and say, "I'm not going to make a homosexual cake." I mean, I personally think that the person who finds out it's going to be a homosexual cake, my guess would be that they would say, "Oh crap, I can't make it this week because I'm out of town" or something. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine that they wouldn't just come right out and say, "I hate gay people," but I, I mean, I don't know. Um, but more to your question, uh, if somebody wanted an offensive cake, say a clan member, that's not somebody, something you can control, right? So being gay or being black or being Jewish is something that you're born with. It's just something you're, you just happen to be born with. So it's not anything you can control. So it's okay for the government to make a law about something like that, that says they can't control this. So we will make sure that they can't be discriminated against for it. Now you can be discriminated against for something if you, that you can control, like being a racist douchebag, like you can totally control that. So I can discriminate against you for being a racist asshole. We got an email from uh, from Carolyn, and I just want to read a short portion of this. She says, I've been meaning to email guys for a long time, uh, much like Tom, I'm fucking lazy. No kidding. <laughs> um, so I laugh so hard re- hearing you guys would science the shit out of the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, my husband sometimes works at facilities like the Large Hadron Collider. I love that shit. Can he invite us over so we can science the fuck out of some oh, science? Oh, man, do I want to science that thing. I would science it so hard and fast. And To be honest, I would love to just see what the fuck happens there. You know, because I kind of understand it in a very vague fucking I'm a real dummy when it comes to physics sense. But I, I would love to see, like, what the fuck happens in a place like that. Wouldn't that be and awesome? I, it's probably super anticlimactic, I imagine. It's like the, like the fucking warning sirens go off. There's a second and then they go, oh, let's look at the data. Yeah, I'm sure that it, that's exactly yeah. what it is. But I still want to, like... I still want to see the fucking thing. I do too. You know, I, I want to climb through the fucking tunnel. But it's, I want to race one of those particles around there. And yeah, see wouldn't happens, that yeah. like particle go kart racing? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, we got a message about vaccinations. Uh, we did, um, and let me let me. It was a longer message, so um, I'm going to excerpt a little bit. Um, he says. Um, that they have some concerns. Let's say you get a flu vaccine and you do not get the flu. Is it the case that the vaccine worked and you do not get the flu, despite being exposed to the flu virus naturally, or that the vaccine did not work and you did not get the flu because you were not exposed to the flu virus naturally? Also, if you did get the flu, and by that I mean flu-like symptoms, was it because you had a reaction to the vaccine and had adverse effects, or the vaccination did not work and you got the flu anyway because you are exposed to the flu virus naturally? Um, then they go on and uh, say that. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Okay, sure. So, uh, what do you? Uh, the, the thing that I think is 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 these these aren't just like these aren't guesses. These are things that they've gone through and tested. So they've tested this this flu um, vaccine against the flu virus. There's uh, it's not willy nilly. I think that you know, like if you were to become a scientist and have access to these things that they have access to, you would be able to conclude the same 
conclusion from your experiments that they have concluded. Uh, I understand that I'm putting some level of trust into doctors, but I don't see any profit method in that. I don't see a, yeah, could they, could they give us all flu viruses or flu vaccines that don't uh, do anything, but yet we have to pay for? Maybe they could, but the fact is, is that every time I've gotten the flu vaccine, I've never gotten the flu. Um, and I've gotten the flu several times in my life. So, you know, every time I've gotten the vaccine, I've never actually gotten the flu. If there was huge flu epidemics, and that's the other thing that you can point to is like the lack of epidemics when people are having this virus. If there's a a, a, a lull in epidemics, then you could say, well, the flu virus, is, the flu vaccine is doing its work against that virus. I also think that the flu is a particularly bad example to use when discussing vaccines in general. Um, and that's because the flu is not one thing. So Right. The, yes, absolutely. The, the flu is a variable disease. It has many, many strains that change very quickly. The flu vaccine is developed um, based on basically uh, the best information available at the time. Um, but the flu strain that may be going out, going around in your area um, may not be the same strain of the flu that you're vaccinated against. Um, when we talk about vaccines, um, I think it's a much more... Do I think there's value to the flu vaccine? Sure. I get the flu vaccine because I have asthma um, and I cannot afford to get the flu because I can't afford to get an upper respiratory infection. It knocks me out for like six months. It's fucking awful. Um, Is the flu vaccine recommended for everybody in all cases? It's not actually recommended for everybody in all cases. Um, And uh, when you look at vaccines in general, I think it's a much more rational approach to to look at things like uh, measles, mumps, rubella, polio, smallpox, um, you know, these are specifics, you know, diseases that have uh, less variation and less strain variation and less evolution. Um, so you can get you can get data that um, is a little more concrete on the effectiveness of vaccines in general. Uh, the flu vaccine is kind of a bad example to take um, when evaluating vaccines as a whole, as a concept. Um, later in the email... Um, He says, I find it so strange that I have to measure out a Tylenol dosage for my son by his weight. However, doctors give the same vaccination dose to babies regardless of any factors, e.g. weight, allergen analysis, vaccine ingredients, general health, etc. Why does vaccination get a pass here? So there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, The first is the Tylenol dosage. Um, And I know this is maybe a little bit of just an example uh, for your sentence here, but um, part of that is that Tylenol is actually deadly, um, very, very deadly if it's given in um, doses higher than what's uh, recommended. Right. Yeah. Tylenol is... Isn't it like liver failure or something like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I remember if it's liver or kidney, but um, acetaminophen is is actually quite significantly toxic. Um, and there are a tremendous number of Tylenol overdose deaths. Um, in fact, there was a really interesting story on This American Life which I would encourage you to listen to regarding Tylenol and Tylenol overdose in children. So it only makes sense that something like Tylenol be treated like the controlled medication that it is because it's wonderful in small doses and in doses over uh, its recommended amount, um, it becomes quite toxic and can, it can kill you. So I know that's not the point, but um, you know when we throw out things like, well, what about Tylenol? Like it's an over-the-counter medication that, you know, that doesn't mean that it's uh, that's not perfectly meaningful. safe. Right. Yeah. Um, so to go through these examples, um, regardless of any uh, factors such as weight, um, my weight, my son is underweight. Um, he's a preemie. Um, the, he is not eligible to begin 
the vaccine schedule um, until he reaches a certain threshold. Um, he's reached that threshold, thankfully, and, and we'll be able to get him into the vaccine schedule. But they do consider weight to be a factor when um, promoting or discussing vaccines. We had a conversation about this just two weeks ago at my pediatrician's office. So weight is considered. Um, if you're within the normal parameters, then the, the vaccine is uh, perfectly fine. But weight is, is a factor. Allergen analysis, um, I know for sure that if you um, are allergic to certain things, um, for example, I was allergic to eggs when I was a kid, I could not get the MMR vaccine because it was uh, created with egg culture. Um, so allergies are taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah. General health, too, is, is taken into consideration. And that's one of the main reasons why herd immunity is absolutely important is because some people, because of their general health, cannot be administered vaccines. They just can't get them. And those are the people who are susceptible, not only because they're in poor general health normally, but they also can't get the vaccine. So they're doubly susceptible to those viruses right. that go around. Yeah. So you say, why does vaccination get a pass? It, it does not get a it pass. It doesn't. Vaccines are incredibly well studied. Um, these are not these are not unknowns. Like Cecil said, these are incredibly well studied. And there was a massive study. I'd encourage you to look it up. You can just Google massive study regarding vaccines. And it's like one of the first things that pops up. An absolutely enormous study that uh, was just made the papers, you know, what, a few weeks ago, Cecil? Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I, I forget exactly what it was. It was I, I, th- I think it was at least 100,000. It might have been more. Yeah, it was just an absolutely enormous uh, study discussing— um, It was a meta-study, actually. It was— uh, Yeah, it was, a, it was a breakdown of other studies. Like, they yeah. took many studies, put them together, and then analyzed the details. And, you know, vaccines have very rare, very few adverse side effects. Um, in fact, zero deaths were reported. Um, the side effects were nothing of the scaremongering sort. So it wasn't, you know, they didn't cause food allergies. They didn't cause autism. They didn't cause cancer. Um, they caused things like seizures and uh, uh, high fevers. But in cases that are absolutely tiny, you know, one out of 500,000, one in a million, um, yeah. you know, your, your chances of getting struck by lightning are nearly as high. So yeah. by any reasonable standard, um, vaccines are incredibly well studied and very, very safe. Yeah, and I stand corrected. It's one point two five six million was the uh, oh my god was the children. Um, and it's five case studies, uh, so that's a lot. Yeah, so look it up. You can Google it. Um, it's an interesting read. I think it will give you a lot of information that uh, Cecil and I can't give because you know we're just not that well informed. So Terry from the Amateur Skeptics podcast uh, sent a message in, and uh, she's a bike rider. She's actually. Uh, doing a metric century, which I think is a hundred kilometers, although I'm not in a metric country, so I have no fucking idea. (laughs) It's far. Um, I'll say that. It's It's far. far. Yeah, it's far. Um, uh, But riding riding a metric century in the Colorado uh, Tour de Cure to raise money for American Diabetes Association. Uh, It's her first event ever. Uh, She wants to raise, they're they're trying, their team is trying to raise 10,000 bucks She's just trying to raise $200 of that. So, Terry, we hope people will visit our website, episode 162 at dissonancepod.com, and they will donate to your cause to help um, donate to um, the American Diabetes Association. So, Terry, good luck on your uh, your metric century, and, uh, and you know, we hope you finish. That sounds awesome. That sounds great. It sounds like your ass is going to be sore, though. Yeah, it does. That sound- but, hey, have a great time, and it's a good cause, so um, check that out. Tom, uh, we haven't done this in a while. I would like you to read 
the Google Voice from uh, from this last July first. Hey, Oreo guys, <laughs> that was here forever. <laughs> Skeptical can seventy over here. Here, hey, I'm in West Michigan Everglades. Podcast for you talked about following. Who's the file? <laughs> and there's more and less of it, and what you know about. The best Empire Room was a big deal, because I certainly did. <laughs> the best Empire Room. After it looks like, you know, Haitians were true, <laughs> any allegation that much, much worse, recommend them on the web checking it out. Bye. Hey, sex with an 11-year-old boy that he paid for through a camp. Through. I love that that came through. And he confessed uh, to having a storage locker worrying his quote-unquote bondage kit that includes handcuffs and ropes, and he also had a file full of obituaries for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> no, this guy's a major up. And they did let him go, but, you know, hey, I give me a deeper and wo- worst worry wash this one. Floral looking at butt. (laughs) I love that. The Empire Room was great. Floral looking at. That's great. We got a message about the picnic, which we're still going through with. We're going to find a site for it soon. And when we do find a site and we get the permit, we're going to put an an event together on Eventbrite so people can RSVP. You won't be able to show up. We're not even going to tell you where it is unless you RSVP to the event because we need to have a really accurate number because of how they run permits out here. Uh, If you go over, you can get fined and things like that. So we need to have a very accurate number. So we're looking for people to RSVP to the event. We'll let you know when that's up. But Alexi sent us a message. Um, we got a, bit, a bunch of match- messages about the picnic that we're planning. Uh, this one, Alexi says that he's uh, visiting Chicago this summer for a weekend. It'd be great uh, if, you know, if he knew where it was, he could, you know, maybe show up. Chances are, he asks, is it going to be accessible via public transportation? Chances are no. Most of the, like, real nice wooded areas around Chicago are in the suburbs of Chicago. And those are really just, you know, that's a car. That's a renting of a car if you don't right. have a car or getting a ride. Those are really your only options. Public transportation outside of the city of Chicago. Hell, inside the city of Chicago kind of sucks. <laughs> so getting outside of the city of Chicago isn't great either. He says, is it is it going to be a family-friendly? event uh chances are with a tagline like glory hole no it's not going to be a family friendly event I, at least i wouldn't bring a, an impressionable young child there because i can't expect people to watch their language for being fans of an explicit podcast yeah i we, we have no way to control um the behavior of others we hope that they would behave in a somewhat responsible way but in terms of watching their language i would be shocked if that were the case yeah um you ask if i'm gonna bring my kids i'm not bringing my seven-year-old but i might bring the baby because babies are dumb baby can't they don't tell. understand yeah. shit so baby can't tell right yeah but uh beyond that no i would not i would not count on this being a family-friendly event we got a message from uh from richard and we want to thank richard and we want to thank another person who sent in a message about uh the swedish genital mutilation story that we posted this week Two corrections. The first one was we're going to talk about Richards. Richards said that uh, basically the he sent us an article that kind of blows up that uh, that story we were talking about. That was the 800 dead babies found under like a boiler room in an Irish uh, Catholic uh, orphanage. Uh, they did. According to this article, they didn't find anything. 
Uh, and so we were we were wrong on that. Maybe they're El now, Capone's babies. They are. They're in a safe somewhere. <laughs> we Hopefully should have called Rivera is standing outside with his microphone, waiting for them to unearth the corpses. But uh, but yeah, he's he he was right. You know, uh, this is this is something that you know we we absolutely love to get corrected on this stuff because we don't know. Uh, we're only following the news stories that we have, and we do as much sort of research as we can up front. But we don't. We certainly don't research these things into the ground. Uh, this still doesn't let, let that orphanage off the hook, though, Tom. It doesn't. So the orphanage still sounds like it's a fucking horror show. Um, they were cramming people um, in the, into the orphanage. So they, you know, the reports. So there were many reports of the orphanage. Eight hundred dead bodies, not uh, not true, um, or you know, not confirmed. Whatever. Sounds like it was kind of a fiction in order to generate headlines. Um, right. But the um, the mortality rate, the infant mortality rate. Um, the images of the starved and neglected children, um, the uh, vast overcrowding, and then, frankly, the very idea um, that there should be a home um, where women are treated as indentured servants because they're fallen women um, with children out of wedlock is so patently uh, inhumane and abhorrent um, as to render it inexcusable. Now, again, that doesn't make the story accurate, so I'm not... I'm not trying to hedge or I'm not trying to like defend, you know, my, our position. No, the position when we, were we in had, error. no. We were in no. error. Absolutely. Following yes. that story. Um, I still think that fucking orphanage was a horror show, but sure. it's maybe not an Auschwitz horror show. Yeah, right. It's not <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we also got a message. Now, this is uh, from John on Facebook and then someone else. I forget the name on Twitter and I, I, I didn't look it up, but someone else tweeted us, tweeted at us and said, hey, look, that story that you guys posted on the female genital genital mutilation that is exposed in a Swedish class is actually wrong. Here's an article that follows up on it. It's in Swedish. Um, and so uh, in this article, basically what they're saying is, is that these girls were not in the same class. They had been put together in a group to talk about human rights and circumcision. There's no suspicion that the girls should be should be circumcised in Sweden. In Sw- Sweden. 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 I'm going to actually, Sweden. Sweden sounds like very clean. I like I don't that. Know, squeaky, squeaky, Sweden. Sweden. It's very, <laughs> very clean. Uh, the girls were relatively recent arrivals from country like Somalia, Ethiopia, and uh, Eritrea. Is that how you pronounce I that think country? so, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's relatively common with circumcision in those places. So, uh, so they were actually put together in one class. So when we tweeted this out, uh, it was it was published in all these other places and in many places. It wasn't just one place that Tom found this story. In many places, they were talking about how this whole class basically was had their genitals mutilated. Well, they put them together specifically because of that, right? And to talk about human rights. So, um, so that was sort of missed. Uh, by the rest of the public. So we want to thank you. We actually didn't talk about that story this week because, specifically because it was not, uh, it, you know, it, it really, there's not a story anymore. That's a, that's people who are trying to combat something awful and that's great, but, you know, there's there's not a lot of jokes to be had. No, when there's not doing, a lot of... When they're doing the right thing, it's hard to make fun Ugh. of it, so. We appreciate, I want to just stop and say that we appreciate the people who correct us. Um you know, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to come off that uh, we yeah. ever don't appreciate that. If there's, you know, our desire is to be uh, ridiculous but also reasonably accurate. 
Um, yeah. So thank you very much for the for the corrections. Yeah. Sometimes the pedantic stuff about like you know it yeah. doesn't matter. It's just for a joke. That's that's a little different than what we're getting at here. These are two major portions of the stories right. that were debunked. Right. So we we you got to acknowledge that stuff all day. If it's like you know whether or not somebody came to America in a in a country in a certain time and somebody's being pedantic about that shit, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like that's right. a, I'm trying to make a joke. Stop fucking being pedantic. Is the thrust of the story true or not true? Yeah. Exactly. So that wraps it up this week. Uh, We are going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 